Sometimes life is messy. Have you ever wished you could refocus your mind, home, relationships, and work life? Join us as we use research-based information to make practical changes and simplify life. This is Life Simplified. Welcome to our first full episode of Life Simplified. We hope that you had the opportunity to get to know us by listening to our introduction episode. Each month, we will be discussing ways that we can simplify life through research-based tips on mental health, resource management, physical health, and relationships. This month, we are jumping in with a new year reset. Today, our focus is on starting the year off with a mental health reset by focusing on self-care. So I know self-care is kind of a buzzword, but all it simply means is any activity that we do to reduce our stress and enhance our overall well-being. So I like to use this analogy. Have you ever been flying on an airplane and your flight attendant goes over all of the safety instructions? They will always say, if we lose cabin pressure, oxygen masks will fall from the ceiling above you. And if you have ever traveled with someone younger than you, a child, they will come to you and say, all right, mom, dad, caregiver, whoever you are, make sure you put that mask on yourself before securing the mask on the younger traveler riding with you. Do you know why that is? That's because if you aren't breathing, you can't help anybody else in an emergency. And self-care is just like that. Self-care is putting that oxygen mask on ourselves so that we're okay and we have the ability, the strength, and the clarity of mind to help those around us. So I have the rest of us here with us. Let's have a discussion about self-care. What does self-care mean to you? It's different for everybody. Tiffany and I talk about this often, and she is constantly telling me to, or telling me that you have to take care of yourself. You won't be able to take care of others. So I've heard this analogy numerous, numerous times, and I am working on it. But self-care to me means doing something that I love. And I really love to read. And that is one thing that I have really, really been trying to do more of and actually take the time to do it. Yes, love the reading myself, too. It's a good one. But it also depends on life stage. There's been a time in my life when, like, reading would stress me out because so it was me, read or right? sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Amanda, no. do you get to read? No. Do you I even do want not. to right now? I read, like, a label on some baby food. Maybe that's, that's <laughs> yeah. what I get to read. <laughs> so that's so funny that you mentioned that because since I have a little drive to Livingston County from where I live, I used to love to read all the time, and then life happened. But now I've learned that if I've had a stressful day, if I've had a stressful day or just whatever's going on, I love to listen to books now. So that is my new thing is listening to books. So I think that's funny that we all are still, we love to read, but who has time, right? Yeah, depending on what phase we are in life and, and what it is. But I think that's a good outlet. Mm-hmm. And it works for you. Like how often do you do, you do that? 
Well, it depends on what's going on for the day. And it's not something that I've been able to do for this whole time. I um, I mentioned in the intro episode, so plug for the intro episode if you want to know more about us. But I entered my stepchildren's life five years ago. So the youngest was four. And I can tell you, I was not doing a whole lot of reading then. But as she has grown and matured, I'm at a place where I can say, hey, why don't you take some time for you and go do something that you would enjoy? I'm going to read for 10 minutes. So I do try to give myself 10 to 30 minutes a day, depending on what the day looks like. And sometimes that's right before bed. So sometimes that's not in the middle of all the things. Sometimes that's just, I tell my husband goodnight, and I go lay down and read for a few minutes. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, For me, um, so I guess self-care is just finding some time for yourself and to just tune out and not think about anything. And so for you, you said you try to do it like a little bit daily. Um, For me, I found that I get, I tell my husband, I want an hour a week. So one time a day um, during the week, I just say, you know, I'm going to go run. So whether I run or walk, I try to, I like to do it outside just to refresh um, or, you know, on the treadmill as it gets colder, of course. But um, so mine's just like a one hour. I get it most of the time. Um, Sometimes I don't. But even if it is 30 minutes, like I just still try to find that time to just kind of clear my head to just kind of tune out and forget all of the stressors of everyday life. And that works for me. And that is hard to do. You have a little baby who needs your attention all the time. And so that is that is really hard in that stage. So I'm glad that you can find that time. I guess for me, uh, what my self-care is, is I'm still trying to learn it, to be honest with you, because my whole life has been around my children and my children are still very a part, I mean, they're, yes, they're young adults, but they're still right there in my life. And uh, so I'm still trying to find, but I've, like I told you all ago, whenever I'm stressed, I like to, I listen to books. And a lot of times if I'm at home, I tune out everybody and I put the, my headphones in and I'm listening to my book. So, but I know as my kids was getting older, I would take time to go get a pedicure. You know, it may not been every month. It may be three, you know, three or four months and go have one. But uh, I learned that I could go and tune everybody out and just take a little time for myself and that it was okay to do because for the longest time, I didn't think that it was okay. Like I thought that I had to uh, have my children with me 24 seven. My husband works out of town, so he's not there all the time, but I felt guilty, you Mm -hmm. know, as a lot of women do to take that self-care you feel guilty. And that is me to the T. And even though I'm in a different stage than you all, I still feel guilty, to be honest. So I'm still trying to learn. It, I need to take that time for myself. Yes. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of us have come to equate self-care with selfishness. And it's two totally different things. And that's why I love that analogy so much about like, we, we have to get the oxygen to care for them because we think, oh, I can't take care of me. I've got to take care of them. But if there's nothing left, if I'm pouring from an empty cup, 
then I don't have anything to give those people in my life that I care about. And so taking care of me is taking care of them. And I like that when y'all are sharing, there's a lot of intentionality. Like I think what we learn as we try and figure out what our self-care routine is, is that self-care is not a treat. It, it's it's not a reward we get for doing something good. Um, it's a lifestyle. And it's something that we have to make a priority so that we can experience the full benefits. Um, because when we, we let it go, we can tell. We can tell that something's myth- missing, something's not there. Um, self-care has to be scheduled. like Just like anything else that we would put in, in our phone, in our agenda, on our calendar, um, we need to schedule it and make it a routine because then it becomes a habit. Um, and that's what we do. Things that are important to us, things that we value become habits. And so I think that's really, really important. Um, and we've kind of talked a little bit about this, but when I think about self-care, I think about what fuels me, like what recharges my batteries and gets me reset so that I do have that energy to care for those other people and do all those things and be the best version of who I am. So we've heard about reading, we've heard about running. Are there other things that, that you all do? And they don't have to be um, an hour-long activity. It can be small things that you, you put in your week, your day that refuels you along the way. Hmm, I think that's a good question. That is a very good question. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, what do I do? Because it's hard. I, I, I'm still learning that. I don't know. I think, well, I've kind of started picking up more. Um, I take lunch. As crazy as that sounds. Um, sometimes I get, well, a lot of times it just depends on your job. Or if you're, you know, at home and some a lot of people are working from home, it's easy to work and eat and or be at your computer or eat at a meeting. You know, you're at a meeting and you're and you don't take that time. And I'm like, so I've tried to intentionally take 30 minutes, which so with extension, um, we're lucky to have uh, an hour long break. But in reality, a lot of times we don't get it. So just taking 15, 20, 30 minutes um, a day to either listen to the audiobook or I'll, I've been going to the local park and just walking. Um, so I'm going to have to find what it's going to change to now that it's getting colder. So I'm, I'm in the process of trying to, to think about that too. Or, um, sometimes I'll just call my husband at work and be like, how's your day? Like just check in because, um, and you kind of talked about it earlier, like the importance of scheduling it. And I think it's you have to communicate that to whomever you're living with. Um, and also, if you miss it. So um, I think it's important for them to be able to identify that you need it or for you or us to identify those people in our lives when they need it and be like, hey, just you need a break. You need to go. So, yeah, I think that, too. Absolutely. I'm glad that you bring up the lunch because I'm not good at that. Like that's that's not a self-care thing that I've done a good job about. And I find myself eating a lot at my desk while going through emails and answering calls and people will pop in the office. And so, yeah, that's one of those things that is self-care. You think, no, everyone has lunch. But how are you how are you having that lunch? And is it refueling you or stressing you out more? The first thing that popped into my head when you said what fuels you is alone time. That fuels me. And it's not something that I get often. And it's not something that I would say that I would have to have every single day. My husband's form of self-care is leaving the house and going to do whatever hobby he enjoys. Whatever season it is, he enjoys that. And I'm happy for him to do that. And then one day... I told him, I said, you know what? 
my happy place is for me to stay in the house by myself. And then I can read or I can watch whatever it is on TV that I feel like I need to zone out to. Because like Amanda said earlier, sometimes you just need to not think about all the things. So that was mine. And we talked about it and he was like, oh, well, yeah, we can do that. So we've really made it a point that he gets his time where he can go out of the house and then I get my time where I can be in the house for quiet time. Yeah. And I think it's important that you realize that and communicated it. Yeah, absolutely. Communication is key. And I think um, it's important too to note that sometimes self-care is a solo activity. It's something I I need to be quiet and introspective and think about what's been going on. And sometimes self-care can be with other people too. It just depends on what you need at that moment. And so one of the self-care things that I've been able to implement in the last few months is my husband and I have recently just become coffee connoisseurs. It's our thing now. I don't I don't know if that's a result of COVID or, or what, but we really enjoy coffee. And for the longest time, he would get up early and have his coffee, and then I would grab mine and take it to work with me. And we decided a few months ago, like, okay, I'm going to get up early with him, and we'll see how this goes. And now, like, that is one of the most important parts of my self-care routine, and it's not a solo event, and we're not necessarily always getting up early and having these deep, in-depth conversations with each other, but it's just having that quality, quiet time together before we start our day to just kind of start out on the right foot and before we get our kids up, because... You know, if you have kids in your home, you know that sometimes there's not that one-on-one time with with your spouse um, anymore. And so that can be difficult, but that has helped for us. And I think that is so key that like when we talk about self-care, it is not one size fits all. It can be alone. It can be with another person. It can be with a group of people. It's all about how it makes you feel and if you feel refueled. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, my husband works out of town and he he is my like go-to person. And there may be times like I'll talk to him on the way to work or on the way back from work and we don't talk. You know, he's right there. I'm right there. And we just may just drive down the road not talking. But um, one thing that which we're going to be talking about relationships later on in our podcast. So be looking forward to them episodes. But I'm just going to say this. We decided several years ago that we needed time for ourselves. And he's my calm. You know, so if I'm having a really bad day or whatever's going on in our lives, I can call him and he calms me or, you know, I'm right there next to him. Um, and it calms me. So we started having a Saturday morning uh, breakfast together. So when he's home, that is our time, our thing. That is kind of my self-care. So I think it's uh, interesting that you mentioned that too, because it doesn't always have to be alone. I'm not a good alone person. I will tell you all that. <laughs> not everybody is. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's so funny. Me and my kids last night, We my oldest son doesn't live with us anymore. He's got his own home in that. But he was coming back up to the house. He was going to stay with us last night. And so I went down to his house and we take family trips. So my two youngest, I said, okay, family trip. They're all like, let's go, mom. You know, so that also could be a self-care of having calmness in your family together. 
especially when they don't live in the home and, you know, just having them all together. My husband made a mention this morning. He said, was it nice having all three of them in the house? And I said, absolutely. So to me, that self-care of mental health, you know, of having that calmness that I knew where all three of my kids was. Yeah, definitely. And and I love that you said that your self-care is with, with your spouse and you know, I think that's a cool thing to do if it fuels you. And I think family, like family nights, family game nights, that can be self-care if it fuels you. And I think it's knowing yourself and, and knowing um, what makes me feel re-energized versus what makes me feel completely exhausted. Absolutely. And so that's huge. And yeah, like I think any time that your self-care coincides um, with communication and family relationship building, that's just a win-win for everybody. Um, But not feeling guilty if that's not it. If you need that time, like Ashley said, if you need that time to just step away and like, I need some me time, we don't do a good job at taking me time. So I think that's absolutely imperative. And I think it's good to have a mixture. You know, it's never just all or nothing. Sometimes we need that time alone and sometimes we need that time with other people and we we crave that. And and knowing when it's time for which is is really big and really important. I agree with that statement 100%. You know, when my kids was younger, I craved just a little bit alone time. And now, like we all said, we're in different stages in our life. And so I crave my family and that's my calm and my self-care. But I do also like to have alone time to go get my nails done or read a book. You know, it's just all different for everybody. And I like how you said that, Tiffany. Thanks. Yeah, I think evaluating, constantly evaluating my self-care is important. Because as we go through different life stages and as we have different events that are coming at us in our life, what once was self-care may now be stressful. And I have to make sure that I'm aware of that and I can switch it up. Um, because, you know, like I, we said earlier, we started with reading and reading was something I would have done when I was younger. And then when I was in the stage where I had really small children, reading was overwhelming to me because it was like I can read or I can sleep. And so I'm going to choose sleep at this point because (laughs) I I needed that. But now I've kind of rotated back around in my life where I love to read again. And I like to give myself that that 30 minutes in the evening to kind of just get away in a book, whatever the book may be. But that's not always going to be the case. Sometimes you're going to have to need to switch it up. And so I think sometimes we think, oh, something's wrong with me. This thing that's always been so great for me isn't working. Well, no, something's not wrong with you. You're just, you're transitioning. We're changing. We are ever changing beings. And so the way that we take care of ourselves has to to change as well. I think that kind of resonates with me too, because as I mentioned, like I kind of like my alone time to clear my head, but also I have a friend um, who she we've known each other since grade school and we've still been connected and she lives away and she'll come visit and we used to like go out or go eat or different things like that now when she comes to visit we just sit at the house and watch a movie (laughs) yeah and that's okay you know but i know and she's like i need some amanda time and i'm like i need some katie time like you know and (laughs) she and it's even it's it's just your friends that come to visit once a month or you know if they live far away or however it is but um i think it looks different for different times because you know like I said she'll she'll come visit every once in a while and and she's the same way and I'm sure you know you have those friends that you don't have to talk every day but when you meet when you're together um it's just like you pick up where you left off Mm -hmm. and I think that's um something else too because we've talked a lot about like our families and spouses and things like that but um there are different ways too yeah yeah absolutely absolutely 
And I think that's a good segue into our final question for this episode. What would you like to add to your self-care routine? Because we know there's always something we can improve upon. We can add something that we feel like, oh, that that would be so great. That would add something to my life and to my self-care routine. So I'm interested, have any of you identified something that you think you'd like to add that maybe just haven't had the opportunity to start yet, but it seems like something you feel would refuel you? Something that I would say for myself is probably being able to go walk or exercise a little bit more. Bingo. Absolutely. Sign me up for that, too. See, I try to have that one covered. So I'm, I can't, um, you all are talking about finding that time, like, in the morning um, with your spouse or, you know, whomever, whether, whether I um, just get up early and meet a friend for coffee or coworker, you know, whoever, um, maybe trying to wake up a little bit earlier before um, I'll my son does and finding some time together because um sometimes you and i think someone mentioned it before but you know you have time with people but it's not maybe quality time you know you're just Mm -hmm. trying to uh, eat supper in a hurry or you know kind of whatever it is so i think that'll be mine is just to find maybe some little extra time to uh, spend some quality time I'm, i'm with Joni. i would like to go for a walk that's something that i did a lot more in the past and I took a lot of time for physical activity and I have not taken as much time for physical activity and I do notice that I feel better when I am more active and we've mentioned that the weather's getting a little colder this episode will air in January of it it's a little colder and trying to find that time to have that that movement yeah, I can identify with with all of those things. But I think for me, probably, if I were going to add something to my self-care routine, I think um, I've worked really hard uh, where it comes to my kids and my husband um, and even the, the reading, so having some time to myself. But I think I would like to work on relationships with friends because it's so easy when you have children and you have a job and you have a partner and you're doing all these things and you're so committed to that that you have those friends but you you're like you're you're my bestie but I might not text you back for two days and it's not because you're not important to me it's just all the things and so I think those relationships are so vital to us that, that we have those connections with people that aren't inside our family because sometimes there are things going on that I need to process and someone inside the family is not the person I process that hey, with. Hey I feel you I'll call my friend and be like okay I know Helping. I haven't talked to you in a week but I'm ranting right now just listen and she's like that's fine do what yeah. you need to do yeah, yeah. I think that's that's a really good thing yeah. yeah. So I think that's something that I would like to focus on as I reset in this year, as we work on this mental health reset and, and self-care. I know the things that are working, but that's one of the things I think I would like to improve upon. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm having a girl's night every week or let's be reasonable. Like So realistic about yes. what we're planning on doing. Yes. Yeah. We don't want to set ourselves up for failure at the gate, right? Like, let's do something that we can manage. But just reaching out more often, having maybe more telephone conversations, more text messages, um, being more intentional. And you'll hear me say that a lot. I think like intentionality is key in all of this, particularly with self-care, just intentional, intentional, intentional. Um, but being more intentional and reaching out to the people that I care about and continuing to keep those re- those relationships strong and active. Um, because you know what? 
life can be difficult. And I think um, when we have someone that we can reach out to quickly and easily and we know they're going to be there for us and have our back, that just simplifies life. And that's what we're trying to do, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you said that. So I'm going to give a little plug for an episode coming up when we are talking about resetting our relationships. And these are not necessarily romantic relationships. We talk, we're talking about friendships. Mm-hmm. We're talking about relationships with your children, if you have those, and also relationships with your partner. So stay tuned for that upcoming episode. Absolutely. Well, ladies, I have so loved talking about self-care with you all today. Well, I appreciate your challenging questions and trying to get us to think about what we can do to reset and maybe setting those goals for the new year. Yeah, absolutely. And so for our friends who are out there listening to us, um, I want you to ask yourself those three questions that we've discussed today. So what does self-care mean to you? What fuels you? And what would you like to add to your self-care routine? Now, you might want to write those in a journal just for yourself. You might want to share them with a close friend. But try and commit to adding one behavior to your self-care routine over the next week that you can carry on this year as we reset our mental health. Now, I will say that all information that we've discussed today can be found at the National Institute of Mental Health, and we have resources um, in our show notes. So if there's anything you want to look up, it's right there for you. Another plug I want to get in there is if you or a loved one's experiencing a mental health crisis or having thoughts about suicide, you can call 988 to reach the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Next week, as we've heard, we're going to continue our reset with resetting our finances. So we hope that you'll join us again. Thanks for listening to Life Simplified. We are family and consumer sciences agents with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Contact us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com.